You're a successful business owner or entrepreneur. You love it, but it consumes your entire day and sometimes your entire night. This is the Seven Figure Builder Show. It's a backstage pass to the minds of those who've already cracked the code. Welcome to the Seven Figure Builder Show. And now your host, Julie Baranek. Welcome to the Seven Figure Builder Show. My name is Julie Baranek, founder of Seven Figure Builder, where we help high achieving CEOs work smarter, not harder, with gorgeous insights to scale to seven figures and beyond. And I'm here today with my friend Ahuva. Hey, Ahuva. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm thrilled to have you on. So, first and foremost, where in the world are you? I'm in Toronto, Canada. Nice. Very cool. So, is it warming up a little bit there? <laughs> you know what? We had like a week of summer. And then all of a sudden it went back to winter. Like there was no spring. It just went back to winter. And so we're not all entirely sure what's happening. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that does happen. For the people that haven't had the pleasure to meet you yet, can you tell us just a little bit about what you do with your business? Absolutely. So I am an intuitive eating registered dietitian and I am a burnout coach for professional women and specifically professional mothers. And I coach women on how to have it all and do it all without burning out. I love it. And that's a topic that I think everybody has experienced at least at some point in their lives, or if they haven't, they will at some point. So let's just dig right in. But what do you, what do you see, um, is the driver for that burnout? Like how do people get there? So specifically, and I know, you know, burnout is something that is a massive topic nowadays, right? I think that it's great that we're talking about it more. I think when it comes specifically to women, um, there is a lot of what I call the working mom hustle culture, which is really this idea that we're supposed to show up and give a thousand percent in our, whether it's, you know, whether you're a business owner or you're an employee, like in the thing that you're doing outside of your home and give a thousand percent to the people who rely on you. And I call it the working mom hustle culture, but it really is, you know, women are often socialized into a caregiving role in lots of places in their lives. And then really, you know, women internalize this blame when they're burning out, right? We're expected to give 100% everywhere without the time or support or even really the systems to do that. And then when we burn out, we're like, oh, I must have just done something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And then we feel guilty taking care of ourselves because we're so used to taking care of everybody else that it's so easy to just give, 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 and then you've run out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what do you recommend for these women? I mean, I'll put myself in that group. So <laughs> what do you recommend? So, I mean, there's tons that I recommend. I run a 12 week, you know, coaching program that you really work through this. But one of the best things that I can always tell women to start doing is getting really curious about why, right? I think that we take so many things we just sort of do on rote and there's a lot of programming and there's a lot of definitions that we hold that we don't even necessarily know that we hold, right? If I say the words like good mother, let's say good business owner, you could probably, as you're just hearing those words, subconsciously conjure up a picture of what that looks like, right? What's a good mother? It's like someone who hasn't slept in three days, probably hasn't washed her hair in three months, but like her kids are eating all organic food. Of course. Right? So we conjure up these pictures. And what we don't always recognize is sometimes when we're trying to make any changes, if you want to change anything that you're doing, the strongest thing that we hold as humans is our identity right? So if we have the picture of a good mother who is killing herself for her children or a business owner who is like burning themselves out for their clients, anything we try to do to change ourselves, our own brains are going to fight against, 
right? Because they're like, we can't take a rest. We're supposed to be a good mother. We can't wait an hour to reply to a client email. We're supposed to be a good business owner, right? We can't not launch something every 30 seconds. That's not what businesses don't you know do. And so what we really need to start doing is getting super curious about why we do the things that we do. And you know, this is something that I lead my clients through, but even on your own, when we're doing something, like you come home late after work and you're trying to cook dinner for your kids, right? And everybody's starving, but you're trying to cook something, you know, quote unquote, like healthy or homemade or whatever. Why are you doing that? Right? What are you getting out of doing that? What is that allowing you to feel? Because it would be a heck of a lot easier and everybody probably would have been fed quicker if we just threw some chicken nuggets on a plate. And I'm not saying to do that every single night, but I am saying to start questioning all of the motivations that we think that we understand because we often don't know why we're doing the things that we're doing. Yeah. And I think you hit on something huge there that it, so much of it comes from our subconscious, like 95% of what we do stems from our subconscious, not our conscious brain. And we're trying to fulfill whatever it is, that image that we have in our mind that we've been taught through the generations, whatever our drivers are that's, you know, what points us to running like crazy and and ultimately doing the things that we do, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing too, is with your health. Like I know personally, uh, in the midst of COVID, I ended up really, really, really sick and hospitalized. And like, we didn't think I was coming home type of deal. And, you know, it all comes back to your health and you has to be a priority. And that's so hard. I know for myself, it was very hard for me before that. And afterwards, it was like, okay, if I don't have my health, I've got nothing. Like, I can't help anybody if my health is at stake. And I love the way that you just phrased that because it's you have to be a priority, right? And I think even that is such a stretch for so many women. We see so many pieces of advice that are totally well-meaning that are like, women need to start putting themselves first. And I'm like, I can see my clients you know, having heart palpitations just seeing the word first, right? And I'm like, forget first. Can we give you a seat at the table? right? Everybody else is still a priority. It doesn't mean, and you know, I say this all the time that I teach women how to not burn out without booking a one-way ticket to Aruba and like not giving anyone your forwarding address, <laughs> right? That's not what you have That's to do. <laughs> Listen, you want to do it. I, I hear you. Um, but you know, even if you're going to continue showing up for clients or, you know, I work with entrepreneurs and I work with people who are, you know, our employees, but at work or for your business and for your family, it's not about pulling back on all of them are suddenly, you know, pushing them even second, but it's, can you pull a chair up for yourself at the table also? Right. And what do you recommend for people in maintaining healthy boundaries? I mean, so much of what we're talking about is establishing them, figuring out what they need to be. And then there's an ongoing process that you have to maintain them every single day. Absolutely. I think that there's two things and I'm going to keep on repeating this probably as an answer to every single one of your questions, (laughs) but really understanding why is step number one, because, you know, again, I have in my nutrition practice, I come from a picky eating background. Like I coach parents on how to address picky eating. And one of the things that I say is if you're going to pick a battle, you better really care about that, right? If you're someone who really doesn't care if again, like your your kids eat chicken nuggets today or they eat whatever you made, right? And I'm not giving you know nutrition advice, but if you don't care and they say, you know, mommy, I don't want this. And you're like, no, you have to eat what's on the table, right? You might have the wherewithal to push back once, to defend that boundary once. But if you actually don't care and they ask a second time, what do you think is going to happen? Right? And sometimes we're setting boundaries just because we think that we should 
and we don't even know where they're coming from, right? It's like setting a boundary. And again, you know, I come from a diet culture space. So like, I'm going to stop eating after 7 p.m. There's no food after 7. Why are you doing that, right? Based on what? Why is that a boundary that you're trying to set with yourself, right? And so really understanding, are these boundaries that you can stand by 100%? Because if yes, then let's work on building the confidence and the skills to, you know, maintain them. And if not, then let's ask the question of, okay, why are we setting them in the first place? Right. And so there's two different problems that we have to be able to solve. And when they are boundaries that you want to maintain, a lot of times that involves saying the word no, (laughs) which is a dangerous one for a lot of women, right? We're not really comfortable saying that word. And what I always encourage my clients to start practicing is every time that you want to say the word no, or that you feel like you need to, to set a boundary, offer yourself three yeses that are coming from that no, right? Because it's often really hard to try and disappoint someone in the moment or, you know, like stand your ground when somebody is asking you for something, especially for those of us who are recovering people pleasers, which like, hello. But if we can think about three places we're saying yes, and the example that I often give is, you know, if somebody asks me to stay out till four in the morning, when normally I'm in bed until 10, when I'm you know, going to bed at 10, if I say yes to that, I'm saying no to myself tomorrow because I'm obviously not going to feel well on you know two hours of sleep before my three kids wake up. I'd be saying no to showing up as the mother that I want to be the next day because I'd probably be exhausted. And I'd be saying no to showing up for my clients the way that I want to, right? Those are three really important no's that I'm saying. And so if I say yes here, that's going to be the outcome. And we need to start sort of bridging and seeing that those future implications of some of the boundaries that we're not setting. And when you can see three no's, you're going to have to say, if you say no right now, it becomes a hell of a lot easier to just say no right now. Yeah, absolutely. And and with the boundaries that we do establish, I think the key, and you mentioned it, is consistency. Like, you know, both from the parenting side and from the work side is Whatever those boundaries are, you need to be able to stick with them and be consistent with them to have that, you know, peace of mind and stability for yourself. And and then I love that point that you mentioned of like, you know, there are, are repercussions for every positive and negative thing that you do. So both a yes has those consequences and a no has those consequences. And there's definitely that correlation there. So I think that's really awesome. Yeah. Cool. What would you say looking for the year ahead is the most life-changing goal for you in this coming year? Oh my goodness. Um, (laughs) This is the year that I I opened up a group coaching program this year. So this is, that was, you know, running, running that and continuing to grow. That is the biggest life-changing goal that I have for the year ahead because it just, you know, it, it opens up so many more opportunities for me to work with women who are changing their own lives. Awesome. 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 And you have, you know, multiple portions to your practice, right? You've got the diet side and the the professional side, but how have you learned to work smarter, not harder? Like how have you, you know, improved your processes and everything for yourself? Clarifying all the things that didn't matter so much was one of, was, was really one of the big ones. Right. Um, And so much of that, again, like that's, you know, now that was my own journey through completely burning out running my nutrition practice with you know, during uh, like 2020 with, I went back to work, I had a baby during 2020 and went back to work six days after having him so that I wouldn't lose momentum in my nutrition business. I know how I got to burnout coaching is really a mystery <laughs> to all of us, right? It's totally unclear. And a lot of it was spent in 
instead of actually doing the things that I wanted to, the things that would help me, the things that would help my clients, the things that would help my family was was spent in comparing to what everybody else was doing and stressing about the things that I should be doing and then feeling bad, all of those things that don't help anyone. And so, you know, really, first of all, clarifying, like, what do I actually want to do? What's what's the most important to me? And making sure that I'm checking in with myself every single day on like, am I still working on that thing? Am I still focused on what I want to be doing? Not just, you know, how much of I do, am I doing? Number one. And number two is recognizing that women and often women in business, especially hold being busy as a really strong value. We're like, this means I'm doing really well. If I'm really busy, then that <laughs> I have means no that time I'm for myself. Exactly. <laughs> if I am a puddle on the floor at 11:59 every, you know, dragging myself to bed by midnight, then I'm successful. And really starting to recognize all those ways where I was really just using being busy as a measure of my worth made it so much easier to just mm-hmm. stop doing those. Really stepping back into, you know, I don't need to find my worth from this. Um, made it a lot easier to then step into, okay, what do I need to do for work? What do I need to do for my kids? What do I need to do for myself? All of those pieces. And then anything else, I don't just need to be busy uh, throughout the day. Yeah. And it's okay to have quiet time. (laughs) Yes. It is necessary to have quiet time. Uh, The reality is we can't do everything. I I mean, no matter how hard we want to and how hard we try, rather we can't do everything well. (laughs) So when you're spread too thin, you're not going to, so many things are going to fall through the cracks. Like you're just not going to feel accomplished and satisfied and happy with what you're doing. Cause like you said, we find so much self-worth so often and just being busy, which is silly, yeah. quite honestly. And I do it too. Like, you know, we all do it, but totally. So how in all of those things, and you kind of started to touch on it, but how do you define success? What does that look like for you? I define success in living within your values, living in integrity for, you know, being the person, again, whether it's, you know, being the business owner, being the mother, being the human that you say that you want to be, um, and being able to really, you know, go to sleep every night saying that you're living in integrity with your values. That's the most successful, um, thing that, 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 you know, I always aspire to be. And part of that, and part of my values is being able to, you know, show up and help other people right? Like that's, that's a big value that I have. And so being able to do that every day is also a part of my success. That's awesome. I love it. And how would you encourage business owners to have fun in their business again? I, like you mentioned, it's so easy to get burnout in what we're doing and not truly find enjoyment in that, but it's, it's so important. Hey, real quick, it's Julie. I just wanted to say thank you for listening every week. I absolutely adore you and so appreciate your time and your commitment to the show. And I truly love creating free content for you to grow your podcast and your business. And if you want to take our relationship to the next level, I know I would, or you just want to monetize your podcast without ads or sponsorship, hop into my free web class that'll show exactly how. Just go to sevenfigurepodcastbuilder.com slash monetize, and I will see you there. Now back to the conversation. I think it's like, that's so real, especially in the age of social media, especially, you know, I always joke about like all the marketing that we see nowadays, that's like 30 days to six Maseratis, right? And you're like, (laughs) right, but it is, but it's, it comes back to, again, how we all fall into so much of this hustle culture and this burnout is there's so much of the idea that you're doing it wrong, right? Whether you're 
is a business owner or just being a human. It's like whatever you're doing, you're doing it wrong, right? And there's a secret formula that you don't know. And remembering that the number one prioritizing fun in your business, right? Because there's a saying in that we talk about in nutrition, the way that you act to lose weight is the way you actually have to act to keep it off, right? If you're going to pick a crash diet, you better be pretty happy doing that for the rest of your life. And I think sometimes we forget that in business and in life also, right? That the way that we build it is the way that we're going to have to sustain it. And so if we build it prioritizing fun, and sometimes for me, even fun looks like doing a really ridiculous dance that I would never share with anybody else (laughs) anytime that my clients have a win, Right. right? Like, because it's so fun for me to be able to see that. But we have to consciously build that into our businesses, number one. And number two is thinking about how business fits into the puzzle that is your life. Because again, you know, as someone who has three kids under six, it's easy for motherhood to take over my life. As a business owner, it's easy for business to take over my life. And it's only ever meant to be one puzzle piece, right? That we get to bring and have fun with and enjoy, not take over all the other puzzle pieces. And you get to pick the puzzle pieces. Absolutely. (laughs) And pick which ones aren't the puzzle pieces. Yep. So you've touched on a couple of these too, but like, tell us a little bit more about your journey and how you got to where you are and what did that look like? So I started my pediatric nutrition practice shortly before COVID was a thing. So in like September of 2019, I think. And I was like, this is fantastic. I'm, you know, going to eventually think about getting pregnant. I'll have like a couple of years to build up my practice. It's going to be great. And I decided that we were going to try for a year starting in January, 2020 to get pregnant. I found out that I was pregnant two days after the world shut down. Oh my goodness. They canceled school on Friday and I found out that I was pregnant on Sunday. And so my, you know, two years that I was going to have to build up this practice very quickly became nine months in a global pandemic with three-year-old twins at home. So I spent a lot of time, you know, hustling, trying to build up practice, not having very much fun doing it. Went back to work six days after having my son, literally like holding him in client sessions so that I wouldn't lose momentum in my business. And at a certain point was like, is this really how I want to be operating? Right. Having sort of, you know, what I just said in the back of my mind of like how you build it is how it's going to exist right? They always say like, the journey is like, is a destination. All those, you know, sayings that I, I knew, but I wasn't really living and had to really take a hard look at how I ended up so burnt out while building a business that I actually enjoyed while at the same time working with a lot of women and mothers as clients who were like, we really wish that we could care what you're talking about. <laughs> and also we're so up to our foreheads with everything else. Like if my kid wants to just eat sugar out of the sugar bowl, we're going to call that a win. Like um, that's going to be dinner, right? (laughs) I was hearing it so much from all of these people. And so my ability to say like, Hey, it's, it's not just me was there. And I was recognizing that it wasn't there for any of them. They were all like, I'm clearly messing up somehow. Can you please tell me how I'm doing that? Right. And food and feeding their kids was just one way that I could see that these women were holding this belief so strongly And so I really took a step back, started doing a ton of research, a ton of coaching, a ton of all of the things that I do to understand how women are are uniquely really socialized into burnout and where it comes from. And really then 
started on on this journey of like once I found something that was working for me, I was like, I can't not shout this from the rooftops. And so here I am shouting it from the rooftops. <laughs> I love it. And how did you make that shift in your own life to go from, you know, a six day old baby as you're doing your work and feeling burnout to having more of a balance? I'm assuming like, you know, what does that look like for you now on the other side of that? You know, what's funny. The practical things that I do are not very different. Like I always say, I am still the default parent or the primary parent, let's say to three kids who are six and under. I still run a business. I still have two prongs of my business now, right? A lot of the day-to-day stuff in my life is not very different. And I think that's the biggest surprise to a lot of the clients that that I coach is, you know, before working together, they're like, am I going to have to 180 everything, Mm -hmm. right? And it's not. But the amount of time that I sat in judgment or comparison or, oh my God, am I doing this wrong? Or I posted something on Instagram today that was like making a decision five years ago was like, ask a friend, ask 10 (laughs) other friends, ask my mom because I didn't believe those 10 friends, right? Like crowdsourcing, being like, I can't possibly know. So I should ask everybody else and I should verify and I should people please and put everybody first. But really having a connection to the things that I do is the biggest difference, right? The things that I'm doing are the things that I want to be doing. I do want to be the primary parent to three children under six. That's not the same for everybody, right? Being able to say, these are the things that I don't want to be doing, right? Being able to like take rest when I need to, go to sleep early, not stay up because I feel like there's a to-do list that is a mile long that still needs to be done because recognizing that, again, as a parent, as a business owner, there's often a a to-do list that is going to be there forever and we're not going to get away from it, right? But it's really a lot of those mindset shifts and being able to connect back to why am I doing the things that I do? And do I actually want to live like that, right? So I have some clients who are working with me and they've quit their jobs and started businesses or changed jobs or, you know, made bigger shifts. And in my life, a lot of what I was actually doing were the things I wanted to be doing. I just was so burnt out. I couldn't even connect to them anymore. Yeah. And it sounds like a lot of it was the shift from survival mode to being intentional because the underlying what you're doing is not necessarily different. Exactly. But the way you're approaching it is completely different. Yep. And your peace of mind is completely different. <laughs> completely different. And I think that's the biggest thing, right? I think that a lot of people stay stuck in if my situation is going to be the same, right? If I don't want to shut down a business or if I don't want to quit my job or if I don't want to run away from my family, I can't possibly feel different. And I think that's such a great point that you're bringing up is you can, your experience of exactly the things that you're doing, even if you feel like, you're sort of caught between a rock and a hard place of I don't want to give up my job or I don't want to stop showing up for my family, which is really the women that I'm working with a lot is people who want to show up powerfully in a lot of different places. And they feel like they keep on getting the message. Okay, well, you can only choose one, right? If you don't want to be burnt out, either leave your job or either shut down your business or find a 24-7 full-time nanny or caregiver to take care of your kids and never see them, right? And I think that doesn't have to be the only option that women are given. Yeah, for sure. And for the women that are hearing this and think, I need this help, I need this change, like where can they find you? How can they reach out to you? Absolutely. So I hang out lots on Instagram. My handle is Ahuva Hershkop and I run a free Facebook community called Beyond Burnout with Ahuva Hershkop. And you can find out 
more there about my 12-week program as well called the Unapologetic Living Code, where we really you know, take women from completely burnt out to actually building a life that they get to enjoy now without compromising on their professional goals. Nice. And it sounds like, you know, there's a lot of community there, not just like the one-on-one. Is that? Yeah, that is exactly. That is definitely a community base because I think that one of the most important things that we can all see is that it's not just us. Yeah. Right. That's that sanity check. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So if you had the attention of the whole world for five minutes, what would you tell them? There's no right way to do things. And we all need to get a little bit more comfortable finding the way that's right for us. Because I think that there's so much pressure in so many different realms of just, am I doing this right? I think like we all sort of walk around with a question mark over our heads being like, am I doing this whole life thing right? Right. And doing things right, having it all, doing it all, all of those things that we set as goals look different for every person. And I think we need to spend less time sort of, you know, going towards these arbitrary goals and really more time looking at what that actually means for us. I love it. That's amazing. Well, thank you, Ahuva. I really appreciate you being on. All the links for everybody will be down below so they can come check you out and see all the fabulous work that you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. Yeah, absolutely. And if you found value in this episode, please do share it. That's how people find us and make sure to subscribe and follow along. And you can find me at sevenfigurebuilder.com. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. You've been listening to the Seven Figure Builder Show with Julie Baranek. Julie cut her teeth consulting for Fortune 500 companies worldwide. And now she's redirected that knowledge and power to support entrepreneurs like you. She focuses on relationship-based lead generation and the magic of podcasting. If you're looking to elevate your business through storytelling, branding, and efficient systems, well, you found your new home. It's what we do. If you enjoyed the show and got something from it, make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Instagram at 7 Builder. Find the website at 7figurebuilder.com. And to learn how to automate your podcast with Julie, find that site at 7figurepodcastbuilder.com. See you next time on the 7 Figure Builder Show.